Welcome back once again to Fine Meats and Cheeses, the podcast that would never, ever implicate our sister in the suspicious sex death of a dude from Turkey. Never. Wouldn't do it. My name is Leslie Gray Streeter. I'm Team Edith, and I'm also a columnist, an author, and a person who just is not here for your shenanigans. And what's a weekend? What uh, is a weekend? That's us. <laughs> let me let you what? do your intro before I jump in. But <laughs> no, girl, what is a weekend? That's the that whole is point. like one of the greatest lines ever written, ever. And it basically it set the tone for here's what you're about to get. Here's what you're getting into. Exactly. What you're getting into is and people who don't know what because it's all one big thing of richness and not working. And it's this all is all kid. you ever need to know about Lady Grantham. Oh, Boom. in that one sentence. What is a weekend? <laughs> Boom. I am joined today by my co-host, uh, twin sister Lynn. What's up? Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Lynn Shooter Childress. I am a theater person. I write plays. I act. I um, am a teaching artist. And I want a manor. I want a manor where people can drive big limos up to. Like, literally... That's what I want. I feel like my life, I don't even need servants. I just want a manor. Thank you. So we're joined, um, as always, by producer Sam. Again. Again. Okay, sorry. Um, and, and our special guest is somebody who I've known for a very long time. We realize it's been almost 30 years since we've known each other. Uh, special guests, please introduce yourself. Hi. I am France Luce Benson. I'm also a theater, theater person, uh, playwright, sometimes actor, arts educator, uh, professor now. Go tenure, on. tenure track. Yes. Professor. Um, <laughs> and um, Anna Downton Abbey fanatic. <laughs> Fanatic. So obviously, we are discussing today Julian Fellows' inexplicably long <laughs> and never ending because they're going to come up with something else. I'm going to see it. There's going to be a third movie, probably. It's going to be a third I don't know I that, but I'm just saying. You know, we're going to talk about all the things, all the things we're talking about Downton Abbey, which is one of my favorite things. I love it so much. I actually, when it was in Palm Beach, they had the. Downton Abbey experience where they'd taken over the former Macy's and they had recreated some of the sets and they had oh like my the audio and I just walked around with ah, wow Edith. and it's a whole thing that dummy anyway so yes, I am uh, also team Edith 100% yes. <laughs> Brands loose explain what Downton Abbey is oh my god Downton Abbey <laughs> Downton Abbey are some it's about um aristocratic white folks, British, who are messy AF. They are some messy mofos. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is, I, I came into, I joined the party late. Like when Abby was airing, I didn't think it was anything I would be interested in at Me all. Either. It was winning all these awards. I had no interest. I, I think I started watching it like three years ago is when I first started oh, watching it. Me yes. too. I started watching it during the pandemic. Hooked. I could not believe it was episode, I think it was episode two with Mr. Pamuk. Oh. And I was like, oh, I am 100% in on this. In. <laughs> let's go. Let's, well, let's, so let's explain. Um, so a little bit. So it's a family. It's a family. It's a so Downton Abbey was a real place, uh, and I think I think Julian Fellows. I think there was some book or something that he based it on, um, because I believe Mr. Pamuk. That was a real story. Uh, oh, I can look that up. Yes. So, so it's a family. Um, it's a what is it, Lord um, Grantham? Uh, Lord Grantham, Grantham and his wife, who is an American. And um, their three daughters. Their last name is actually Crowley, but he's Crowley, not Grant. Crowley, exactly. Crowley. And Crowley. they have this huge estate castle. I, 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 I am unclear about how exactly <laughs> how much land they actually own. A it's, lot. It's a lot. They're and, grounds. Yes. And they're they are literally 
they are the stewards of an entire town that basically the right. entire town works both, for them. <laughs> yes. Works for them. And they, and the school and the hospital and the everything that basically they're the might, economy, they're the economy. And so what happens is there is a phenomenon of Americans called dollar princesses. These are people whose fathers made lots of money in the industrial revolution in the uh, United States. They had all the money, but none of the pedigree. So the very rich people in New York were like, nobody want to marry your tacky daughter. So they found these English people who had these titles in this land, but no money. And so they said, well, we'll marry uh, Lady Grantham, whose father was a probably even Jewish uh, industrialist. Yes, Levinson. Levinson. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they married. And at first they didn't know each other, but they fell in love. So there is a... And it also, this sounds familiar if you have watched um, The Gilded Age, which is sort of like a precursor, which is my favorite, to these stories. There is a dollar princess. The last episode leaves you no doubt that one of the very rich industrialist wives has basically swapped her daughter for no notoriety. Um, It's crazy. Also, the the, um, Edith Wharton book, uh, the Buccaneers, which she never finished. She died before she um, finished it. There is a version that was on Apple TV about these girls, same thing, going to England to marry these rich people. Um, mm-hmm. So this happens and the it starts around the sinking of the Titanic. Correct. So the, the, the pilot episode, you see the, oh, it's yes. a great opening sequence. You see the, the telegraph coming in. And they're notified that their heir, that the heir to this huge estate right. has died in the Titanic. On the Titanic. And, then it, and then it becomes uh, a lot of the first season is about who is going to be the heir. They need to to find the next heir. The, the only living heir is this man, um, Michael Crawley, who's like a distant cousin. Right who's an attorney, which to them is like working class. He uh, works. <laughs> and when he explains what he does on the weekend and the, the aunt who's rich goes, what's a weekend? Because what does that mean? So Matthew has to bury his Matthew, cousin, Matthew. That's yes. Her, um, who is Mary, who is a terrible person, but she's Horrible. pretty because women can't inherit. So the mother who is American has raised these daughters knowing that her daughters... Well, wait a minute. Their last name isn't Crawley, right? Matthew was a Crawley. Were they all Crawley? They were all Crawley. They're Crawleys. Okay, they're okay, all cool. Crawleys. Thank you for reminding okay. So, because they're cousins. That's right. Distant, but they're cousins. Yeah. So he's removed enough. The the guy that um had died in the Titanic was a cousin. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So basically, they know that the only way that they will keep their money in their family is to marry someone who can inherit it has to be a dude exactly so all this happens the crowleys have when we meet them three daughters mary who is as her sister calls her later in later episodes a bitch who is gorgeous and imperious and very much if she were a man would be no doubt the person who inherited it because she's got all the smarts and the business sense or whatever she's also a terrible person but she's very aloof aloof is her, she doesn't understand why anyone doesn't think exactly the way that she yes. thinks. And All very the time. unkind. Very unkind. Particularly to her dorky sister, Edith, who they literally, it's like, Mary, uh, what was it? Sybil. Edith. Sybil. <laughs> Edith's like, let's give her the holiest well, name. Okay. I, I rewatched <laughs> some episodes in anticipation of this chat. And when Sybil dies... I don't know if you remember that. They're standing over Sybil's dead body. And Edith says to Mary, uh, do you think now maybe we'll we'll try to get yes. along a little better? And Mary yes. says, I doubt it. I doubt it. She's lying there. <laughs> so my poor lady. Over their sister. Over the dead body of their sister. Edith Mary's was like, the I doubt it. Edith was the Aunt Peggy of the family. Like if anyone are Hamilton people, yes. you know, you know, Angelica, I love you, and Peggy, like, and you never see Peggy and no one cares mm-hmm. about Peggy. They tried to end Peggy. And so 
Edith is kind of gangly and weird, and she's not beautiful. Her sisters are beautiful. She's the cute, dark. Though. She's I cute, do but I think Edith is beautiful, and I don't think Mary is as beautiful, actually. There you go. Um, I think sk- sometimes skinny, um, yes, subs for pretty. Yes, and yes. You can be both. Yes, but I think back she then. had these violet eyes, and there was yes. something very right. whatever striking she's in that way. She's a pretty woman. I mean, she's a but, pretty woman. I mean, Sybil was gorgeous. Yes. Sybil was gorgeous. Sybil yes. was the, the whole youngest star. So you have Mary, who's the Amara and everything. You have Edith, who's a what? And you have Edith. Sybil. Edith is the quintessential middle child. Yes, yes, completely. And so Sybil is everybody's darling, and then she falls in love with the Irish revolutionary chauffeur. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so all of this happens. So we everything's happening. Also, they have this. It's a very upstairs downstairs situation where you've got the servants who exist in a different world where like they go upstairs like am I good enough to actually climb these stairs and come to this thing and stand in this living room and whatever and they go and they have long discussions about the silver and (laughs) what will we use today and which car will we take and all this stuff like there's a when Mary you meet Mary and she meets Mr. Pamuk, who is a Turkish uh, diplomat, a diplomat. Mm-hmm. who is beautiful. And Gorgeous. What passes in that part of England as exotic, because they don't have no dark people ever. So he's like the darkest thing she've ever seen. And he's flirting with her. So at one point, she decides to ride side saddle, which is like, you might as well be a hoe. You know, <laughs> why Why would you have a horse between your legs? It's terrible. So um spoiler for a 15 year old show um mary has a dalliance with mr pamuk that winds up in sex messiness and he dies and i just have to say if you haven't seen this show and yes spoiler alert just the way that that all goes down even before he is so messy it's because literally this gorgeous turkish man one of the one of the uh, footmen, Barrow, who mm. is homosexual, mm. uh, he hits on the Turkish man. He makes a pass at him. Which, by the way, is completely, to me, anachronistic because you could be killed for even suggesting that you were gay. And so Barrow's thing is, well, he assumes this guy is not white, so he's probably a or dirty hooker whore, so yeah. he might as well hit on him. <clears throat> but that you would do that without knowing having, for sure. Without knowing for sure. Right. But we're establishing Barrow in this time as a villain. So, of course, he go do something crazy. Well, we they had set up in the pilot, because remember the pilot, uh, there was another guest who Barrow was having an affair with. Yes. yes. And so maybe Beryl thought, oh, this guy requested me to be his, uh, what do they call it? Valet. Valet, yeah. So he must be, and Beryl was gorgeous. He was absolutely gorgeous. Very, very, very nice looking. And his best friend was the evil Irish lady's maid, (laughs) O'Brien. So messy, so messy. So so Beryl hits on Mr. Pamuk. Mr. Pamuk is outraged and says, he won't report him if he helps him sneak into Lady Mary's room at night. So then Mr. Pamuk barges into this woman's room, Gross. which <laughs> and she's a virgin. She's a virgin. I mean, it's it's a total me too situation. I mean, it's he, awful. Yes. And then they're in bed and he just drops dead. <laughs> well, so what's funny is at this time when it's happened, I didn't watch Downton Abbey like you didn't do, Francis Lewis. I but I watched a lot of Craig Ferguson, um, the talk show host. Yeah, and he would talk about the Turkish gentleman. He loved the show, yeah. and, and from him, I learned about the Turkish gentleman, which is what he called him, who died in Mary's bed. And so yes. that's all I knew really about Downton Abbey. And so when I got to that that second episode, I was like, oh, that's. Turkish gentleman. Uh, well, see, I had no, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? And then the next thing I know, they're dragging his dead body Girl. through the and halls they, of Downton Abbey. <laughs> and if you don't know about this sort of thing, that like to aspire to service 
in a wealthy person's home as a career was the best thing that you could do. So you right. had people who, you know, that's all they did. And they, there was some sort of like, we look at the Royals now where there was a, well, these people are obviously ordained to be in charge and we're just lucky if we can get into their service. So mm -hmm. Mary has enlisted Anna, who is her lady's maid, who is, uh, don't get me started. But anyway, Anna, Anna <laughs> is incredibly smart and incredibly nice and incredibly kind. And her kindness and loyalty to Mary often gets her into trouble mm -hmm. and the things that she feels she can or cannot ask Mary for because Mary just assumes everyone else that she knows better than everybody. She asked Mary for rest. What you asking that girl for? She don't nothing. She killed a Turkish dude. What's going on? <laughs> um, but there's everything happening in the first season, which is trying to find this heir, Matthew, who knows what a weekend is. So whatever. Ah! And his mom who is widowed, who's who wonderful wonderful the but nurse. she and she is very much she married a rich guy but never aspired to be that so her self-worth is in i worked and had a career and i raised my my son to not fall back on his money or his title and to have a career and so she's the complete opposite of these crazy people they're like mm -hmm. who the hell are you mm -hmm. and making that work and everything going on in the village and that lady uh lady grantham the dowager um dowager empress dowager empress countess countess i think countess who um is played by maggie smith who Wonderful. is just like i don't understand what any of this stuff is what why can't we just have a ball what are we doing <laughs> um, oh my gosh and then all the crazy people downstairs i loved again me and my wanting a manner the other thing i want and i say this as i'm in my leggings that i've been wearing all day uh that i worked out in this morning and have not taken <laughs> off but i will say this I I think I love the idea of dressing for dinner, even though I'm not dressing for I'm not dressing dressing for today. But that they would have these big dinners, and I mean they're in black tie every like, night, every night for dinner, and someone's coming over, and they're and it it's so fabulous, and, and they like, have to have someone rest them literally there's a moment where something happens where they have to ask this grown man in his 50s if he can dress himself because his valet might be arrested for murder spoiler alert so there's a whole thing <laughs> i who will dress yes when there's something happens to the servants it's like oh my god who's gonna dress me this is right. like a crisis it's so so on so now we're talking about this and not um the Gilded Age, but it's to say again, the, the Gilded Age series coming after this series, but the Gilded Age time period being a it's precursor before. to right. this. We're about 30 but, years before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This whole idea, though, of having a ladies' maid and it being such a thing is that you're in the big time if you're actually their confidant. Again, because you're not just dressing people, you're hiding bodies on this show. Exactly. You I mean, you, it's hard to hide. Exactly. You cannot and, hide. And murder evidence. Murder evidence. <laughs> you're these, burning murder evidence. These people that you let into, literally into your closet, who know if you're pregnant, oh, who yeah. know if you're impotent, who know if your husband isn't sleeping where he's supposed to be, or if you're yeah. not sleeping where he's supposed to be, they know because it's the whole like upstairs, downstairs, like the back staircase, up the down staircase, all that mm -hmm. stuff. There's all this stuff that's going on that is the higher that you rise in these homes, the more that you know and the access that you have to information that gets you in the messy bitch category, which many of these people are in. Mm -hmm. Matt, Matt's so so messy but there's a heart to them it, it's it's so funny all these shows I'm thinking of like Dynasty and Dallas and like all of these like 80s and 90s like messy messy bit shows but there's always somebody that you like like for every you know I'm thinking JR or like whatever Sue Ellen there was a Pam. I'm dating myself talking about Dallas, but girl, do it. Um, but basically, though, there's always someone that you like, and there's always a or relate to. Relate to exactly. There's always something that keeps you going. I mean, I was like, Keith Francis. I didn't start watching this. I think until 
um, until shut until lockdown. Yeah. And that's when I started watching it. And so I benched it. Um, Same. And then <laughs> um, caught up because then I had a good friend who, when the movie came out, mm. we um, watched it together but mm -hmm. in our own houses Aww. like on prime like we would pause we go you start it now <laughs> and basically just I watched in silence and would like pause it and like laugh and go can you believe or um, i love it or whatever um but yeah it's so weird like why we like these things and we're in a you know period drama what well, we are always in a period drama thing but like with um what's the one with the keep black man that's on um that's on the Shonda Rock, the um, oh Bridgerton, Bridgerton, right? Yes. What What's interesting is that Down Abbey, Friends Loose, part of her introduction was that, and these were white people, because to watch this knowing that we were never going to be involved. At one point, one of the crazy nieces like falls in love, quote unquote, with a jazz musician who's black and everyone acts as if a unicorn has walked up the stairs and asked them for tea. Um, Because they never, literally never seen a black person before in their lives. So in the, the Gilded Age, which happens in the United States, there is a subplot where there is this rich wealthy to do enclave of brooklyn yes and they intersect because the um had just lost, yeah right. just lost her money niece of the rich white family has met this woman by chance on a train from philadelphia and the black woman has money because the other girl is stupid and gets her her wallet her wallet took and so the black girl has to pay her and then says oh and she becomes pay, her pay for it. she pays her way right yes and she has to be she becomes her um her aunt's secretary so it's a whole thing so black people and also we relate because it's i know what brooklyn looks like i know you know what mm -hmm. that even though this is removed from my my family was like in arkansas at the time so this was not a situation but that we were involved in but it was interesting to watch down abbey for english people i think was such a different thing because they could say oh yes we drove by the grounds of port hampenshire for whoopie boo you know, we're like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But um, I know what Brooklyn is. I know what the Brooklyn Bridge is. I've driven about across it before. It's a thing. But um, there's an escapism to it and a beautiful costume. Yes. And that literally Julian Fellows is like, um, and here is the China we're using today. And you're like, oh, you yes. can't, I, we can't, what we're using? I would say that's that's part of what got me so invested is the escapism aspect of it and just the richness of the world. Mm -hmm. um, no pun intended, but just like all the details and um, and just things that I had never thought of. And, and this little village that is like its yeah. own world and the world of the downstairs with all of the characters and the, and the writing is so good on it's this so show. It's so good. Well, and I think too, if you're saying, <clears throat> you know, you started watching it like three years ago, I started watching it like four-ish years ago, but all like in that COVID-y kind of time, mm -hmm. I, I know that I needed an escape and I, and I needed something. There, there was something attractive to me about the fact that the show had been on for this long time. Yes. And I knew that it had a trajectory and it wasn't going to end in a season. Yeah. Because it had already ended. And, and there I was knew. so much. And it also, it had not. Right, there was so it. much. I watched it live. I think I had come in on the first season, maybe four episodes in. So my poor husband, Scott, I kept trying to get him to watch this because we used to watch soap operas together. He's like, this looks terrible. And he was white. He's like, oh, these white people. So every time <laughs> I got him to watch it, something terrible was happening. So there was the one scene I had him come out of the room. I was like, come watch. And Sybil is dying. He's like, why am I watching? Oh, this is God. terrible. And he slams the door. So then <laughs> I, I'm trying to get him. He's like watching, watching TV in the other room. And he comes out. And Matthew was crashing into oh, that was shocking. And, and he goes, every time you get me to watch this show, someone dies horribly. Never again. I'm like, okay, I guess I can't, you know, <laughs> fight with that. So whatever. But that, um, and we know because if we're watching that, you know, that the actor didn't want to be on the show anymore. So they didn't just go, oh, we're gonna send you off to war. It's like, no, you did. Daddy Bye. did. Bye. 
and Julian Julian Fellows also seems like a bitchy messy bitch who loves drama and I appreciate yes. that about we him. had to see his body we had to see his body lying underneath the car oh the, the, the blood was not coming out of his ear no, dead. No, eyes, eyes open, dead. He okay. In case there was a question, you gone. So, all these other things happen. Like Lynn and I have talked about the fact that my least favorite character, a person that everyone loved, was Bates, the creepy valet. I know that people love Bates. I, I thought he was creepy from the beginning, and everyone he knows died. They're like, "Is he a murderer?" I don't know, y'all. I'm I'm not sure about Bates. Okay. I, I mixed. I love Anna, so okay. it's like if my friend loves this man, I'm 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 just like I'll get You're on board. Try. Okay, yes, but after I like when the rapist when the rapist got killed, I was like, okay, now Bates, this is. How many murders are you involved in? How many deaths are you? <laughs> so many deaths. When 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 it first was so funny again because when I started watching it, <clears throat> Leslie knew the whole story, and so I liked Bates at first. I'm like, I really like this Bates, and Leslie goes, "Oh boy." <laughs> um, That's a quote. Yeah, I know. She's like, "Good oh boy, keep what." Okay, she goes, "I don't want to give it away, but I." Okay, not in that She said, "Okay." I was like, what, what's, what's okay? She goes, okay. Mm. It's like when our Aunt Dorothy tried to give me a healthy version of her macaroni and cheese recipe and went, you could use, oh, no, you're going to need a whole stick of butter. You're going to need two sticks of butter. No, you no, you got to use all the cheese. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. What? Goodbye. That That's what that was. Because I was like, I, I wish I could hide from you what was happening because I got to, I got the privilege of discovering it without anybody telling me. Yeah, I kind of felt like with them, and I let you talk fans lose. I kind of felt like with them, they were the people who everyone liked at first, but no one told them after a while that they were annoying. And they just kept going on Anna the and illusion that everyone loved them. Yeah. Anna, they just were exhausting. I think. Oh my God. They were just it's just like, y'all need to get your life together. This is too much. Like we everybody in the house is needs to rally around and I don't know how much money in legal fees Lord mm. Grantham spent on this couple. <laughs> they and were they were in and out of jail. <laughs> and the way that the Down Abbey thing worked <clears throat> is that they couldn't just walk upstairs and say, yo, I'm going to need some money. They had to have like the boss of the servants go up and say, sorry to bother you, sir, but Bates is, <laughs> is in jail for murder. Oh, no. Should we send them some money? Maybe that might help. And so it had to go through eight layers. Oh, it was of all that, right? You um, had to you had to go through five steps to just get to can he have some money? And it was like, what should we do? Should we write a letter? <laughs> should we? I don't know. Well, that and the wife would go. Well, that exposes. Well, we don't know he's not guilty. Should we get involved in this? I don't know. Maybe we should. And Lady Grant will go. What's a weekend? And <laughs> It was all insane. But when and Mary would say something and not like, well, if they hadn't gotten into this, they wouldn't be this problem in the first place. I say, you know, why would we even want to get involved? And it was, it was. And Edith would go, but what about love? And then just, <laughs> it was, it was the same thing. It was so funny because crazy stuff would happen. Like Bates always being arrested for murder or. <laughs> I mean, and you guys who don't know the show think I'm joking, but literally the same character bodies 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 everywhere bodies bodies, bodies. a lot of baggage he and he was introduced as this very sympathetic character like yes. the pilot i loved him and there was you know this final moment where they were going to fire him because he has a disability and then lord yes. grantham like has a change of heart at the very end and you know anna sees him crying and he's so sympathetic and then the baggage starts it's like he has a wife and she's crazy oh she's crazy crazy and there's always and i will say this as a woman there were so many can i say crazy bitch so many crazy (laughs) bitches on this show oh my god that would just and it was all it was almost like we we need we have no idea where to write ourselves how to write ourselves out of this thing somebody's crazy harpy and there were always these like crazy ex-wives and girlfriends like literally in the last season the valet character i mean the chauffeur character who marries the youngest daughter who spoiler alert passes away every woman in a eight county radius 
is honing in on him. The maid. Okay, the maid that was stalking him. Mm. I loved her. She, <laughs> because oh, they but- hired her. Do you remember the maid, Ethel, or whatever her name was? Yes. She, she tried to hook up with him once. I oh, know I have to watch it. Rewatch. They, she tried to hook up with him once. They fire her. Mm-hmm. She finds a way to get oh, fired her. again. <laughs> she tricks Lady Grantham uh, oh. or Lady um, Cora to hire yes. her again. And then she starts stalking him. She drugs him. She yeah. drugs the chauffeur. She's like, what up? I'm back. <laughs> she flips him a Mickey. She gives him some roofies. Yeah. And then sneaks into his room. And then the next morning is like, what if I'm pregnant? You have to marry me. <laughs> what? It was so crazy. And also, I want to say... <laughs> I'm not exaggerating if you have a no, much older, that's that is exactly, exactly what, happened. what happened as much as i love julian fellows sometimes i felt like he was like i got 22 episodes to write i got a lot of stuff to fill in okay crazy girl and a crazy girl would come oh my god and I it love- was just it was that it was like there was this poor edith at one moment this guy who claims to be their dead cousin <laughs> who um died on titanic who shows up called they, Bert, and he's they, all covered up. <laughs> they have turned down Abby briefly into a World War One hospital. Oh, yes. <laughs> so all these people are coming. And he's like, hey, I just should have. Oh, you're long lost cousin. You should marry me. Fuck Mary. And it's like, what? And she's like, no, really, this is our cousin. They're like, we don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> oh, it's right. <laughs> okay, so Edith is like, it is him. Can't you see? Completely covered in bandages. Uh, and she's like, can't you see it's Patrick? Because I'm literally this desperate and this like burned up man who says he's my long lost cousin wants to marry me, damn it. And so won't you listen? Uh, and they're yeah. like, oh, that court crazy girl. So poor Edith. Okay, uh, okay Edith. Ahead. I was I was gonna tell some more Edith, right? Edith. I was gonna talk about Edith and the baby. So Oh no, 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 wait, wait. wait. Tell wait, we can't Edith skip over the- we can't skip over Sir Anthony. Oh, before that, the Mr. Pamuk letter that someone accidentally writes the Turkish government about this. <laughs> so, yeah, so Edith, <laughs> the government, and says, y'all might want to check into um what happened to your boy. Oh my God, Edith. <laughs> like, sets her sister up. She's like, oh, you might want to. Uh, because yeah, Mary may have called her you. ugly one. She's like... <laughs> But uh, how about a murder? How about that? Okay. <laughs> Catch me outside, Mary. In Turkish jail. Oh, my God. Um, so, okay. So there's that. But then, uh, okay. So what did you say? Mr. Who? Sir Anthony is the, the old man oh, with one man. arm. That oh, Sir Edith, Anthony. That left her at the altar. Because Edith it, stalked him. She would not take no for an answer. No, and he was and like 100 years old. <laughs> and it's basically, and he was dying of something. It was the burger oh, posted right. note. I love you. I can't. Don't hate me. There was a whole burger sex in the city post-it note basic thing. It's like, so she's all, and, and it's not just he leaves her. It's that she, it happens in front of Mary that Mary has to be told. Mary's like, I told you, auntie, we're going to marry you. Bye. And it's just, that was, it was so sad. He left her at the altar and he started, he started leaving there, there, in front of the priest at the altar in the church and sir anthony's starting like i can't do this i can't do this and uh her father it's like this is not the time (laughs) lady (laughs) lady grantham comes up to the altar it's like let him say what he needs to say (laughs) hey let's just do this so yeah so that happens then okay poor edith so she falls in love with this guy who is who owns a newspaper in London? And yeah. so she's like, I'm a runoff. And he was great. He was. He was really great. And I'm a journalist. So I was so excited by this. So she meets this guy and they're all like, he ain't gonna marry ass, whatever, but go ahead, enjoy working. Mary was so jealous. And there's this whole scandal that she's working. What do you mean you're working? I know. So, so she goes off and she's like, no, I'm just seeing what he does at his place of business. Business, whatever. So he literally gets stomped by Nazis, by brown shirts. And he leaves her the paper. He also leaves her pregnant. 
And so it was all this very like you go away for a while and then you come back. And so the babe, so I was thinking about when they give the baby to a family, right? To the, the to, farmer. The, well, farmer. the first was another family. There was a, a, a family, family adopted them in yeah. Switzerland. And then That's Edith right. is like, I'm going to get my baby. I don't I'm care. Gonna, <laughs> I'll get my baby back, baby, back, baby, back. Um, and so they get the baby back. But then they have the baby, like the farmer. Again, like you said, since the whole town is indebted to them. Everyone feels like, <clears throat> because they are the town's economy, they owe it to them. So she says, I found this baby somewhere. Don't ask me where. <laughs> and right. I'm going to leave it with this other family for them to raise. So this other family wants a baby and the wife falls in love. And I'm adoptive mother. So let me tell you, this was very conflicting for me. Right. Because this... she would, Mary would come, Mary, Edith would come and just be like, I'm going to take the baby now. I'm gonna go hang out, and they, and she was like, "What is that?" Yeah, because she didn't know that this was, this was her baby. She didn't. I think the farmer knew, but the farmer knew. The farmer, the farmer. He later revealed that he knew from the minute Edith asked him. Yeah, he knew what was down. But so the wife is just like, "What is wrong with this woman?" Because why Edith, is she here? Edith is coming time. over every day, and she's holding on to this baby. Yes. And, and staring at the baby, baby and staring at me <laughs> and going, that's okay, I'll keep her. And they're like, why are you here? So basically they write, once again, Julian Fellows, I think once a season has like, you know what, F this. Let's just write this crazy. So the wife becomes more and more um, nervous because this woman is creeping up on her child. This, this very rich woman. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, what is she trying to do? And the father's like, oh, no. And he's going to Edith going back, take her or back off. Do one or the other. You can't keep stalking us, basically. So, um, they're play. They have a thing at the festival, and they're playing together. And then the the mother comes and takes her back. So then mm -hmm. they go. This is the worst thing ever. You have to leave your land now it's because obviously we can't get rid of Edith because it's her baby. So you're even though your family has farmed this land for two hundred years, you have to go now. Your wife is has a nervous breakdown. All y'all gotta go and find some other job. We find you something good someplace else that's not here. Goodbye. Exactly. We'll find you something. That was and heartbreaking. It, that was wild. It was so <clears throat> heartbreaking because you're like who's the good guy we earlier so this is the third episode that we recorded today and the one we did first was this afternoon was about the walking dead <laughs> um but but this whole idea though um who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and what does that look like and when you walk into a universe you might make assumptions about who it is you're supposed to side with because they're your people and they're the they're the you know the ones who brought you to the dance but then you go, well, really, Edith, that was kind of sucky. I know your life has been sucky, but that was really sucky. But it was complicated. Like, I feel like that was one of the more um, nuanced storylines, yes. actually. Yes. It was. Because, because they were so um, uh, beholden to, like, the social mores right. and image, is Edith had to make these choices, you know, because ideally she she could have just told them I'm pregnant. Right. She was she was gonna marry Gregson. Yeah. He died. He disappeared. It wasn't like there was a lot of shame around it, but they you Except know they, she had had sex with him obviously before they were married. Right. right. So but she, she couldn't was a grown say ass she was woman. his widow, even though he left her the paper and the whole thing. It was just very, very messy. Messiness is the whole situation. So yeah. At the same time, all this stuff is happening. So yeah, Mary becomes widowed. As she marries Matthew, she has a child. Sybil dies um, and has this beautiful little baby. They had the crazy subplot with the crazy racist English uh, nanny who thought oh that the, their baby was evil because she, whose baby name was also Sybil, Sibby, because she was Irish. And she was literally, the <gasps> Matthew and Mary's baby was, oh, the prince, whatever. And she's like, don't let that little Irish devil hurt you. It's like, it's a baby. And she's pinching her. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was awful. Yeah, yeah. 
And it Barrow, was... Barrow caught it. Barrow was the oh, one yeah, who Barrow caught, caught it. it. Barrow went back and forth between when he first started, he's like the evil gay hot dude. And he's got this best friend, O'Brien, who's even more evil than him. O'Brien literally causes Mrs. Crowley to have a miscarriage because she thinks she's being sacked <laughs> and she's not. She missed, she hears the wrong conversation and says, well, obviously I'm going to endanger you. So she puts the soap out of her reach. Mm -hmm. And so she falls and she has this miscarriage and she would have a boy. That boy would have inherited everything. Although let's be honest to have your three adult sisters not inherit because there's a baby is like, itself. Yeah. so O'Brien gets written out. So poor Barrow goes back and forth between being like, just evil between be to being sympathetic to then having a moment where he in the end of the series where he's very um he's being outmoded things are happening people are beginning to drive he can't get everything they don't need as much um as much help as they used to and everybody's really mean to him because they like he's been mean to us for 10 years so we can why we'd be nice to him so like well i guess you gotta leave now bye and he would try to get um, he, jobs at the place. They go, you gay, you can't work here. And then the people at Downton Abbey would go, "Sucks to be you, bruh." And then he, and then he attempts suicide. He had a really great arc. That character. Well, and I like at the end of the movie, he right, finally finds love. He finds love, and he's like, "You come with me, and you'll be my valet." And everyone knows, and you, you and I would just travel together and be in love, and nobody needs, you know. It was really sweet. Like it you, was very sweet, and he he redeemed himself. So I didn't feel bad about him finding love. I was rooting for him by the time the movies came along, because he had really redeemed himself. Yeah, you really felt like he had, like you said, he had earned it. And I and I wondered too if there was like pressure. You can't have the the one openly gay character be freaking evil. That's like that a was good sort point. of a bad a That's bad a look. Good point, right? <laughs> That's like, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder. I mean, they're evil people of all you know <clears throat> of all everything but yeah but I, that was very interesting though that that was part of his arc is that he was evil he's an he's a gay man who also happened to be evil but it kind of in some ways could have been all conflated right um, yeah yeah and there were there were um i feel like there were hints at his humanity early even in early scenes when he was still kind of shady yes but because there was um there was in one of the earlier seasons, might have been season three, when he hits on one of the the really hot footmen. Okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. And um, Carson is going to fire him. And Carson, oh, we need to talk about Carson. Yes. <laughs> Carson is another one. I don't really love Carson, but he kind of grew on me. But Carson's it's like, you know, Barrow... I you you I understand you're born this way. You were you're like a a twist of nature, a freak of nature, and you're foul. <laughs> and but he but you can stay. I'll give yeah. you a chance. You can stay. And and Barrow turns to him and says, "Um, I'm maybe different than you, but I'm not foul." Yeah. And that's that was like the first time I was like, "There's something." deeper in this person he's not just evil he's not just um shady there's right. a lot there's a lot of pain that's one of the interesting things about that show is in any well-written show but that show was very well written is that you had to think about um status and about um who had the privilege literal privilege of being mean and who didn't and what that what that looked like and you mm -hmm. were able to see maybe Barrow was you know started evil but like you said there was pain there and there was reasons why and you could sort of see why even if you were a crazy servant who was drugging dudes and trying to you know sleep with them and say <laughs> you have to marry me even though that was crazy but you could at least stand back and say there weren't a lot of 
option. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. For people. So you could understand, <clears throat> even if you didn't agree with the shady things that people did, you could at least be like, but I understand why you might feel you have to, I'm sorry, you have to resort to that because there's not really much out there for you. And with the exception though of like Tom, right? The, the chauffeur who married, who's so funny, he marries into this really rich family. His wife dies, but he doesn't really want all of it. He knows yeah. that he has to kind of play the game because his daughter is, you know, he wants the best this. for her, right? right? He wants the best for her. And he wants <clears throat> the best for her. But there are times where he's just like, you can keep all this. I mm -hmm. mean, he's like rolling his eyes and they're like, well, you know, you can't be out here, you know, rousing the rabble, uh, you know, <laughs> out here doing all the things and you're hanging out <clears throat> with people like the teacher, you know, you're, you're hanging out with people who are rousing the rabble and you need to slow it down. And it was very, it was very interesting him being the widower who married and, and him having that responsibility i don't know it's very interesting like you would think a woman who married into that kind of made like a gold digger but he never wanted the gold he just wanted civil absolutely yeah i mean there were some really interesting like gender stuff because even lord grantham and cora you know yeah. that that she was the one with the money yeah and kind of saved his ass um and the the power dynamics between them because of that and the the conversations that came up in their marriage because of that was really interesting and and mary like the whole premise was that um because mary's a woman she can't be the heir but That's then right. she ends up on this character arc where she really becomes the the per the person in charge like she under she understands the business she makes decisions she she kind of saves Downton Abbey and she assumes I mean she could have just sat back and been like okay well y'all take care of it I know <laughs> just, I'm just gonna be a lady yes I'm just gonna be a lady of luxury but she actually assumes this responsibility um that was the one thing I really liked about that character and i and i think the the female characters were all handled really they were written really well they were and there was such we talked a little bit about, about maggie smith <laughs> um character and how she becomes best friends sort of like they mm -hmm. butt in heads but with matthew's mother yes and um but about how they really loved each other. They really... Um, that friendship that developed was, was so really, beautiful and so fun to watch. It was so fun to watch because it was so much like eye rolling and how much, <laughs> how dare you and how could you think and that's just beneath you and blah, 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 blah. And here she comes. I mean, basically, <laughs> if they had, you know, translated into everything, we go, here she comes. Mm, here we go. Again, right? Here we but, go. Here we go. Totally. It was like every... every she would walk in, you know, um, Mrs. Crowley would walk into uh, the parlor where um, the uh, Maggie Smith's character was. And she'd be like, oh, here we go. Mm, <laughs> what is this foolishness? You know, um, but it was, it was, um, <clears throat> but how everyone grows, you know, and how there was so much of like, you know, the, the dowager, again, the way she even treated her, her, her um, daughter-in-law, you know, often, you know, made this resentment that she knew that they had money because of her. I love how they would make fun of her being American. Yes. <laughs> like, the American jokes were hilarious. And whenever she would express an emotion, like Mary would say, it's because you're American, mom. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I love that after Elizabeth Montgomery was, you know, a, a, a younger actress in the 80s. She was in, um, she's having a baby with Kevin Bacon's baby. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so to see her grow, and she has this angelic face. She just has this beautiful, like, just sweet, 
like her demeanor is just so sweet. And I loved again that there was this love that had developed. It wasn't, it was set up for money, that relationship, but it was a marriage. They truly yeah, love each absolutely. other. Absolutely. And um in the movies when when she's ill, um, it's like his like, you know, that brother was woo mm-hmm. was 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 hurting at the prospect of of losing her um mm-hmm. but it but yeah it, but it was so funny there were so many times like you Leslie was saying when they would have to make decisions because there was such this protocol of how things had to be it was really these grown adults learning how to actually function as like grown adults yes because they the were real like world. <laughs> in the real world and be like well what do you think we should do well, well should we well I, I don't know how how does how does one do that because no one had ever thought beyond the fact that we have money and we have servants of how to actually like talk to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how to do actual like so human things. One of the showrunners on uh, I don't remember which British talk show was saying that part of the that's part of why they set it up when they did <clears throat> that time period. The sinking the Titanic through the First World War was when the British aristocracy system broke. Yeah. Um, and that was what they're that was where they thought they could pull interesting stories out of these costume dramas because all of a sudden these grown people who had been waited on hand and foot and had I think some somebody somewhere once said that, you know, British uh British TV shows are uh Big people, like important people with small stories, or small store or small people with big stories, mm. but never, never both. It's it's always right. You're always you know That's the big so people are interesting because they're important and rich, and you know you can do that. Or poor people are interesting because they have to be ingenious and deal with each other like human beings. And the idea of Downton and Abbey, as I understood that interview, was to sort of smash them together and see what that looked like yeah it's really funny on um the gilded age again by the same producers um people talk all the time about how i mean i love that show but about literally there can be a whole episode about whether or not someone is coming to your party like because that's people, such a big small deal. story Right, yeah, because that because because that was the big deal about who was accepted and new money and old money, whatever. So you have the the rich white characters going through whether or not someone so is going to side with you about coming to your opera house when in the same episode you have a black character who's literally about to get lynched in Tuskegee. And mm. so it's so like, and it doesn't happen. But you know what I'm saying? But there's there's so much of like, what are the what are the stakes, like you said, of smaller people with smaller stories, but big stakes and people with lots of money who literally it's, I don't know if I can come to your party because the other rich lady doesn't want me to come to your party because she'll like you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole show. It then, it's about that minutia, but also because these are, unlike Downton Abbey, these are the people who are actually working or not working and what their husbands did or whatever. There's this whole duality between the wives that are setting up things like the opera society and the luncheon and the bazaar committee but it also very much reflects what their husbands do absolutely and who their husbands are and so the newberish tacky couple um the russells who were just hot and dirty and nasty and you know whatever he's a robber baron who's like he starts at like whatever union you know pennsylvania irish people sorry if you're dying and she's like, but how will this like affect my luncheon? You know? And so <laughs> like, that's not an exaggeration. It literally <laughs> would happen. And he's like, well, I need to go and see about the train crash. She's like, well, make sure this looks good for us. We need to be seen being super, um, whatever. And we understand that super sympathetic, that her father was Irish and was a, an immigrant and a terrible woman who is very racist and very classist calls her a potato digger's daughter. I mean, she with the hard R, you know, digger with the hard R. Mm -hmm. And so also she blames them for her husband's 
death because these rich hootie who people decided okay we're going to try to get his business to fail and we're going to bet against his business but then he winds up turning it around so now they owe him and they're like we can't pay you back he's like tough titties baby and so the one woman's husband kills himself because he's so um embarrassed because they basically because he basically says you tried to bankrupt my family and i and now i have no sympathy for you whatsoever deal with it and so it just and there's all kinds of like real characters like clara barton from the um red cross or oscar wilde um or like uh not langston hughes um booker t washington there's this whole like you know thing or the lady who actually her husband was infirm so she actually designed the brooklyn bridge um but they said literally men will be afraid to walk on it if we think if they think wow is that true yeah wow and and which which is what's happening now with people saying United Airlines has black yes, pilots, yes. so we won't fly on it because obviously they gave you a good job in, when you were standing in line for food stamps because you didn't earn it, mm. whatever. Anyway, it's just so everything old is new again, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it all sucked. Um, it, it all. But, it you all. know, with Downton Abbey, what is so interesting is it's it's really about the family drama and and all the relationships and all of the um the nuances of all the relationships but this other like meta storyline is like the world is changing absolutely yes and that's like this this kind of pressure that they're that they're all feeling that's hitting both the family you know, trying to hold on to Downton yes. Abbey. And then you see it with the servants, with them needing less and less servants. Yeah. And, you know, the servants start to like branch out. You know, there's the the one um, housemaid who ends up becoming a secretary because she wants a different life. And then you see her right. come back. And the, the other footman who becomes a chef and they just start use and then Mosley, who I love. We need to talk about Mosley. Mm. Oh, love, ends up finding love. his calling as a teacher. As a teacher. He was a noble human being. And I think that part of what changes in the perception of him is that he's not suave. He he knows so much about books and stuff. And they're like, Why would you need to know that? You're a servant. What are you talking about? And he's and- like, I won't always be a servant. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and you're, you're talking about, you know, you were talking about like options, like mostly clearly was not born to be a servant. No. no. Never find his way. And he had this ambition to be a valet or a butler. And he was just, was always getting the short end of the stick. And mm-hmm. then it was so beautiful for him to like really truly find his calling. Mm-hmm. And okay, have we, t- I had to go for a minute. Did we talk about Daisy? Oh, Daisy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Who to me, Lynn knows was the most frustrating. Daisy oh, was someone Daisy. <laughs> I wanted to love her. I just couldn't. Because, and, and it wasn't her fault. It was the fact that she was written like Lynn and I have talked for years about the characters on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, who they had to write as permanently stupid. They would learn a lesson <laughs> and then they had to be stupid again at the next episode because the whole point was Dr. Oh, Quinn yeah. was smart and they weren't. And they and, right, go, and they learn they go, oh, we understand you now. And then the next episode they'd be like, book learning. Why you learn to defend book? Daisy to the <laughs> Defender, end. do it. She she does grow. Like it's it's a slow process, but she learns. Her one of my favorite <laughs> moments, if I have to like list like my top five moments of the series, when she says goodbye to Alfred, mm. it's I cried. Because it was such a big, you know, she was like harboring this crush right. for this guy who was like not interested in her at all. And, you, you know, you talk about her, you know, maybe being kind of stupid or <laughs> like she just could not get the message. No, and no. And no gaydar ever. <laughs> no, she was into Barrow. So this guy breaks her heart and he goes off to be a chef and then he's he's going to come back to visit. And her boss, Mrs. Patmore, is like, you know what? He's coming back. 
why don't you take a day off so you, you can avoid him mm-hmm. and then uh the man who is kind of her father-in-law yeah tells her you know what i think you need to go back i think you need to be brave Put your big girl pants on. Say mm-hmm. goodbye. Don't let there be any resentment between because you love this man and you don't want to have any regrets. And she goes back and she has this beautiful monologue where she's just, she wishes him all the best. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. made this care package for him. And you know what? I was in love with you, but it's over now. And I wish that was like, for me, that was like a, a big moment for her. Like her character really grew and then she then she went back and like went back started going back to school and she got the teacher started radicalizing her oh yeah and that was the other thing about daisy that was frustrating to me yes i love that she was learning these things but also she then she would do stupid things that no one with any amount of (laughs) self-preservation would do she would go tell her she's wrong and it's like are you kidding me? Because she's a person. <laughs> Daisy was a self-made. She was a girl who had nothing. She could barely read, couldn't read. Yeah. She had no parents. She was literally getting on even in a lowest kitchen made place at this huge grand house was she thought the best thing yeah. that she could ever do. So I have sympathy with her because she's like, I'm starting from the bomb. Now I'm here. And so she gets there, he gets there, but that she for, because they wrote her to then suddenly like Dr. Quinn's people forget every other lesson she'd ever learned that you cannot go to the lady man. She goes, I'm going to tell Mrs. Crowley. She's wrong. It's like, are you high? <laughs> and they're like, hold it back. Hold me back. Hold me back. And she's like, it's that Lynn, you know, that scene from that thing you do where Jimmy goes up to the guy who owns the record label and he's like, get yes. Fabian out of my face. It's yes. like, why is this cow speaking to me? Literally, it's like a cow. It's a lamb. It's a piece of the furniture. Why is it talking oh, to me? Daisy. I don't. And I, I learned to tolerate Daisy, but girl, she was frustrating for me. And she I, was I, dumb with men. She had no clue with men. No, men and who- I... Men who were into her, she could not be bothered with. No, that poor <laughs> boy. After the men who or not into her um yeah yeah it was um and we we're gonna wrap up soon but there was so we could do a second episode we should do a movie i, I could just talk about, about this <laughs> just okay. about the movies two in some point in the next couple months or so will be about the movie about the movie. movies the movies that's i, I didn't whole... care for the movies too much the the first one was okay the second one i could i would care less the, the second, second one was one, like we all come back to make some money now that was yes. totally what the second one felt like it was <laughs> like well we might hit we in this man and let's let's do this what are we gonna talk about <laughs> it literally <laughs> felt like what like, are we gonna talk about how long we went really the manna for Did, we really got it was. how we got it for another week all right girl we <laughs> could make a movie about this thing so it anyway about like christmas it wasn't about christmas that it was what? about movie. They were making a movie. Yes. Oh, oh, that was wild. Yes. Okay, yeah, we'll talk. Let's not and, get away. Get it, it was wild. Nolte winds up with that's just like, girl, boy, you kind of hot. You should come hang out with me. It's like, what? Oh, G- <laughs> Jimmy McDulty from The Wire, yes. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. How, how sweet. It was kind of like, yeah, you just come and be, we just travel the world and we be okay and nobody's mm-hmm. going to think anything of it. Because I'm rich and I'm, I'm, I'm rich, famous. I'm so rich. anyway, this has been so delightful. France Luce, <laughs> and I think I know the answer to this. I know my answer to this. Having discussed Down Abbey and all of its <laughs> Down Abbeyness, do you believe this is this is still cheesy? or And do you care? I don't care. Nah. <laughs> I don't care. It's um, so delightful. It's just messy. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, I could, I could talk for, for my, like, you know, there's an episode where everybody drops dead from the flu. It, it's just like, <laughs> it's great. It's great television. It's what television should be. Cause it's completely immersive. It's immersed yeah. into this world and you uh, feel sorry. And also you understand, like you guys said, people at the cusp of a world that is changing yeah yeah and what do you do with it so yeah. france loose where can people find you what do you have coming up what can be patronized and and they uh, can plug? go to my website uh com, and there they can find everything um what shows are coming up next 
um, where to get my plays, um, where to purchase them. Everything is on my website. Love it. Well, this has been wonderful. It is so nice to see you. We said we started, Bram and I did a show together um, almost 30 years ago. Oh my God. What show? We were, um, uh, break, was it Breaking, breaking the, the Cycle? cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Oh, you, you? can you move your can you move your sorry your... I saw that show I don't know if you were in it you remember like I come down to visit and I saw the show that was the show where like Lynn you were the girl that was like homeless and, and lived you... under the bridge with my guitar <laughs> yes and you would just like show up and somebody goes why is she in their room singing <laughs> oh yeah at the end like the girl dies didn't you die no was no, it my character it, no it was Yvonne died Yes. Yvonne's character died. Oh Lord. Uh got hit by a car because she was running away from, from her, her abusive boyfriend. From her, yes, he was yes. Deaf, but he wasn't abusive. The guy that you were dating My was my boyfriend was abusive. But she thought that he was trying to abuse her and but she he's deaf and she can't, I don't know, and she runs into the street. And <laughs> it was like an car. episode of Downton Abbey. <laughs> And then I get on and then I sing this song for her. And then she comes at the end like an angel and sings. It was wild. And <laughs> literally the girl behind me goes, why is she in their room? <laughs> oh, it was wild. It, it was, was a, one of the funniest <laughs> things I ever seen. And it wasn't supposed to be funny. It wasn't. I think there was one performance where my boyfriend slaps me. And some of the audience goes, girl, stay back. <laughs> That's right. Right, because then we did it. We did it at the Playhouse, and then we Ooh, did it in we Fort Lauderdale. Students, yeah, and so we did it for I students. went once when you had done it for students. I was like, I just came in for an hour. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. But it All was right. a good. It was good. Tya is a good thing to be in, and it yes. was a good way to like. And I still in Tya, so but um, um, uh, but yeah, that was that was how we met, and that was wild, and so it was really nice to, um. 30 years, we're all grown up. Yeah. Doing the thing. So great to stay connected and great to see you both. This was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Literally, you have to come back and talk about the movie. So that's I be will hilarious. absolutely do that. <laughs> this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, twin sister Lynn. Yes. Thank you, producer Sam. Mm. Thank you, friends <laughs> Luce. Thank you guys for listening. Um, just be awesome. Stay cool. Stay, keep it easy. Keep it breezy. Keep it cheesy. Bye. Bye. Bye.